What's up, everybody? Welcome to the American Experiment podcast. We got another version of the Friday Five today, um, and we mixed it up a little bit. Uh, last time we had Bill hosting this, uh, I informed Bill that I felt he was giving some real toxic male energy. I mean, three men in the room. It was just, it was a little dull. So we mixed things up. We got Katrin and me representing the females, bringing the female toxic energy, I guess you could say. And Isaac, or right here. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, and I'm identifying as a woman right now, so uh, it's going to be a great show. Okay, I'll respect that. I'll respect that. Okay. Um, So first, the first thing that was kind of going on in the news today, I think, was this uh, debate on SROs. Uh, It keeps kind of, we see more fallout. We did a whole webinar on this issue with uh, Dave Zimmer and a lot of uh, experts, legislators, police chiefs. And that was awesome. So if you want more information on the backstory, go check that out on our website. But one of the most recent things that's happened, we saw Walls came out and said, don't worry, guys, uh, I'm working on it. I'm working with the Democrat legislators. And he had, what, a photo op um, with a couple of these, these uh, was it kind of metro area Democratic legislators and said, we're working on it. What we really have here is just a messaging problem. Um, the police, the cops, they're not understanding what we're trying to say. Is that right? So what's an SRO? School resource officer. Oh, okay. I, I just figured, like, for the, the folks at home, maybe they should. Oh, yes. Should Sorry, I jumped right what in. The, the acronym school is. Resource so officer. these are the, the cops that are at the school to, like, mm-hmm. break up fights and stuff, right? And right. Like, the controversy, to my understanding, is that they're not, there's like a change in the state law this last session that said you can't use force on kids. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's like setting the table for it? Like, am I understanding it correctly? Well, it's vague. The language okay. change, it made one word change from or to two, and reading it, police chiefs don't don't know what that means for uh, school personnel, which includes school resource, resource officers, how they can intervene, what they can actually do or not do to break up fights and mm-hmm. keep schools and students safe. So there's a call to rewrite the language, clarify it, change it, something so that school resource officers can still do their job. Uh, nobody's in there choking children and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. They, they're they just trying to have a presence to be there if they need to sure. intervene. So yeah. that's what the, the debate is over. And it's just being, I think it's being very dismissed by our, the concerns are being dismissed by our governor and by DFL leaders because you continue to see police departments pulling their resource officers out of school. Yeah. So they're obviously concerned about something and that needs to be taken into account. Well, and the thing about it is like, I think the point of this segment is like they want to make it look like they're doing something, mm-hmm. but they don't mm-hmm. actually want to do something, right? Like. Yeah. It was how many DFLers was it that were in this photo, but they were all kind of in like moderate districts. Mm -hmm. And like these are the people who are worried that, you know, this could have negative electoral consequences for them. So it's like, let's have a photo op. Let's take this picture, but let's not necessarily do anything about Mm it. Because like, honestly, if Walls wanted to do something about it, the people he should be meeting with aren't those people. It should be the DFLers in like Minneapolis who say, no, we don't want this. We don't need a a new session. Whoever signed onto that bill or that letter um, basically saying we don't need this. But it just shows, I mean, there's so much disagreement in their party. It's one of those situations where the truth came out. They don't want cops in schools. They don't want our schools to be safer because they don't believe that police are a presence that kids need in schools right which is sad it's really sad and there's this disagreement between them that's clear and walls doesn't have control of those people they're radical 
um, what they believe is radical, and he can't control them. And that's what's clear here, and that he's trying to cover up with, oh, it's just a messaging issue. Well, and how many constituents has he heard from? Saying Lots. we need to have a special session. We have an entire campaign dedicated around that where constituents can go and say, well, please call a special ses session. We want this. You need to do this. This is the right thing to do. And mm -hmm. he's dismissing all of those voices as well. And let's move into another topic I wanted to cover, which is what's going on in Minnetonka right now. We saw this horrific carjacking with a mother and her son. If I recall, I think it was even in the morning, like 11 a.m., they were bringing in groceries and a really horrific carjacking happened um and so you know a lot of people from minnetonka showed up at the city council meeting huge crowds and they said you know we need to do something about this crime um kind of like people are speaking out on the the sro issue now and that's all wonderful but minnesotans are we're the ones who put ourselves in this position right these people in minnetonka they went from mary moriarty what what did you expect to happen here i think we have to be serious with some of these people about the consequences to the people you vote for you know it's nice i know it feels good to vote for democrats i think for a lot of people they think this feels really nice um they have nice slogans and things like that people on the left but look at the consequences look what's happening from this we're obviously seeing a rise in crime and are the people you're voting for responsible i think yes in, in both of these scenarios <laughs> i mean there's would nothing, you like to add, add nothing anything? else to add i well, guess would you like to add anything so that's uh, just a fun like no your your audio is not malfunctioning right now it's, uh, an appropriate we're, pause to let it sink in we, were, we were stunned at how good that that was that rant was oh thank you uh, that's Catherine hinderocker of course it's such a good uh point because it's a hinderocker making it uh, so the smarter of the two. Uh, oh wow! Oh, Just wow. kidding. Cut that out. Can you cut that out? Oh no, that's staying in. Um, you're getting demoted. Um, but I just think it's like, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of, and it's mostly women who are in this mm. position too. We see all of these, you know, women you know, voting in mass, especially younger women, people like me, are voting in mass for liberal policies, and then they're angered by the consequences. I, it's just so hard to grasp. How do we make people see, okay, look at the policy that you, the people you're voting for, the policies that are in place. How do we, how do we show people? This is the result of your action. Well, I mean, because it's an emotional benefit, right? Right. You, it's you already hit on this. It's the same logical. with green energy, right? So you have these people that want to vote for these policies because they sound good. Right. And it's easy to do that as long as you're never confronted with, like, the logical end conclusion of those yeah. policies. But in Minnetonka, people, you know, they screwed around and now they're finding out a little yeah. bit. So And they're not happy about that. So they probably have to find out a lot more in order to actually change the way that they, they view the world or, you know, you know, act at the ballot box but that's mm -hmm. you know that's probably the way it's gonna go yeah i think it's i think you're right it uh, it will take those firsthand experiences in order for them to realize oh wait a minute this is not a good policy or we need to change course on who we're putting in office and I don't see anything really changing until more people experience it firsthand. Yeah, and the other thing, I mean, this is kind of another story that came out recently was the uh, homeless shelter in Egan. There's mm. like this hotel that the city council voted on to say, you know, do we want to turn this into a, a homeless shelter, essentially? And they voted it down, which I think is so interesting because it seems like another kind of circumstance where people 
they want to they want to vote for things that feel good they believe in things that feel good they'll say support mental health support the homeless all these different things but when it's going to impact them eh, they're a little more hesitant yes better questions uh, this should maybe just be like a rant of me podcast it, this is the Catherine Hinderocker <laughs> rants at the world show starring I gotta work on my hosting Catherine Hinderocker uh, no, but that's absolutely right. And it's another area where they tend to vote for liberal candidates. And then as soon as it comes time for them to actually deal with some of the consequences firsthand, all of a sudden they don't want it anymore. So um, we should we should try to get a light rail line down to Egan to oh, transport people God, from yes. the hotel that's been converted into a homeless shelter to where they can go wherever they want. <laughs> like, let's just find the bluest areas uh, with you know, in the burbs and like confront them with all of the policies. Yeah, the light rail is kind of like our, you know, like shipping of the <laughs> the migrants from Texas <laughs> to New York. You know what I mean? Like, if we just kind of bring the light rail, that's kind of like our version. You know? Exactly. I um, like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the other thing. Um, talking about uh let's see men who are hmm, a little off kilter i don't know what's the word short a couple brain cells um fetterman um they've changed the dress code in the senate uh they changed the dress code in the senate right because this man he doesn't he wants to wear shorts he wants to wear his hoodie um do we think this matters uh katrin i mean you're you're always dressed pretty nice during the day do you think it matters if our elected officials are in hoodies absolutely i don't i mean my husband hates wearing the suit and tie but he does it when he has to because he shows up for the role that he's fulfilling in in that instance in that scenario and he does it because it shows a sign of respect for those he's around and as a as an elected official you do so because you are representing your constituents so it's it's I just don't understand why this is such a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hoodies and basketball shorts, you don't show up to a variety of events, uh, meetings, that sort of thing in that type of attire. Isaac does, but most well, people know. It's like the exception. Who goes <laughs> to work dressed like that in any job? Like, that's exactly. the crazy thing. Right. Like, and yeah. so it, it really is mind-blowing to me that we're taking a respected institution like the senate and i mean well even the house even those (laughs) even our legislators in the house can still dress up and dress for the part so i I think that says something when the senate is lowering its bar before the house it's symbolic too right of like this attack on our institutions i mean i think really Mm. people like fetterman they're radical and they want to attack a lot of the great institutions we have like in America, I mean, literally the Senate, I think they're going after these institutions as a whole. You've seen this with, like we just talked about, big tech and things like that. And this is just symbolic of that. They want to destroy the best institutions in America. I think that's clear. Is that the best institution in America, though? Well, it's like, foundational to I mean, America. It, it's necessary. Sure, it's necessary. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't agree with changing the dress code, but mm-hmm. I also don't think that we're necessarily always sending our best to those institutions, oh, that's probably, right? That's so even more like, the reason why they need to uh, dress up a little bit to hide their well, that's <laughs> just yeah. kind of lack of qualifications race. to be there. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, so like yeah. one of the reasons that I thought Trump was a fun candidate in 2016 was because I thought like this man is a total clown and this is a circus, but like 
who hasn't been a total clown in that mm-hmm. office for the last like f- like three terms, right? Like I thought Bush was bad, I thought Obama was bad. So like we're just kind of like nominating the clown to the circus that you know our government has become. So like I don't like that this is like the logical end result of this, mm-hmm. but like it's not surprising, right? Yeah. No, that's probably true. But I just think we see these things deteriorate. I mean, the least we can do is uphold some sort of standard in these um, in these institutions we have. Um, okay, let's go with one last topic. Uh, what is going on in Mankato? Catherine, uh, education expert, <laughs> seems to revolve around our schools. What's going on? Okay, where do we start? So we had that fight, that fight breakout week week or so ago, a couple weeks ago. So that played into the mm-hmm. SRO issue. And we've had really kind of eyebrow-raising instructional materials surface. That was a couple months ago. And now, allegedly, there was a morality test given to freshmen at Mankato East. I, I say allegedly, it's still uh, under investigation. The principal did send out communication to families saying that they are looking into you know questionable materials that were given to students. But this morality test asked students on a scale of uh, not okay to okay to rate their opinions on on different scenarios. And I'm sorry, but some of the questions asked are completely inappropriate for any child to answer. And the organization that put out this test, the, what are they called, the IDR Labs, even said this content is not meant for children. Mm. And then at the end of the test, you get a rating, and it rates whether or not your morality aligns more with conservatives, conservatives, uh, libertarian uh, or liberal. And so, I don't know, I'm not sure what the reasoning behind this test was, but um, very actually sickening because I think I can read a couple of the questions. Yeah, yeah well, Isaac um, and I are both of like kind of a questionable morality, I would say. So yeah. we can take the test and we'll see, you know, where we would end yeah, up. Yeah, we are the, well, the least reputable members of the American uh, experiment Yeah, that's staff. probably true. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, you said it, so <laughs> well, we'll leave it there. But I mean, it's just mind-boggling that these questions. So there were screenshots of the questions, and I actually went on the IDR Labs website and found it. It's called the Moral Foundation foundations test and it it answers uh it gives you 36 questions that you answer and i just want to read two that really stood out to me as completely inappropriate again to ask of children these are freshmen ninth graders but also to ask of adults so one of the questions uh or i guess it's a statement that students then have to respond to whether or not they think it's okay or or uh not using both a condom and the pill a brother and a sister decide that they want to sleep with each other just once to see what it would be like. Wait, what? I, I am floored. So then the student uses the little Wait, arrow. Wait, what did the condom and the pill have to do yes! with this? Yes. What? But, that is, right. That is that. Like, how does that play? That makes what? it okay. So <laughs> then a student would toggle. This is completely not okay. Uh, slightly not okay. Middle. I had further okay. questions. <laughs> Oh, so many questions. So that's that was one of the questions. Uh, another one. A man orders a custom-built sex doll designed to look just like his niece. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. If you have words for this, please share, because this is absolutely baffling to me. 
<sighs> Again, it's this was allegedly given. I hope this isn't true, but my gosh. <laughs> And, and to be to be clear, I did answer these questions, and I was identified you as say? a conservative. What did you say? So what, were, what was it? Completely yeah. not okay. <laughs> uh, just for the record. Are the liberals sure. coming out as pro-incest? I, 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 I mean, mean, love is love, right? Love is love. <laughs> Holy cow. So, you know, those are just a couple, and they, they ask just a variety. Again, it's a, a moral foundations test. Where, where do you fall on this? But also, I just, aside from the fact this, this should never have surfaced in a school. Like, what was the class? What was the teacher thinking? I, way too many questions. Who was the teacher? Yeah. Let's name names. We don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Put them on we screen. It's, it's right. under investigation. Uh, so, okay. I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, we'll just leave it at if that. If you should live we... in Mankato, maybe report back. Like, are your kids in the area running around talking about sex dolls? Ask questions at the next school board meeting. What's, yeah. Ask questions Something for sure. In the water. Yeah. Uh, see what see what school leadership can can come up with because I mean they're looking into it, but this shouldn't have been allowed to happen in the first place. Well, on that disturbing hmm. note, um, I also want to have uh, we have one more thing. Okay, and, and one last piece of news: the greatest event of uh, the season is upon us. It's the fall briefing. Uh, we have Matt Taibbi, who just did an episode of the podcast. I'm sure you listened to. He's incredible. Um, released the Twitter files. Uh, we have Matt Taibbi at a winery. So you know, talking politics at a winery. I mean, it's gorgeous. You don't even feel like you're in Minnesota. You're on the lake. We got these nice little appetizers that are paired perfectly with the wine. You'll love it. It's a great event. A little less stuffy than some of the other ones. You know, very relaxed. Get your tickets now. It's wonderful. October 14th. You can do that on our website. And hopefully we'll get invited back to do another podcast episode. <laughs> I wouldn't count on it, probably, but it was fun. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time, if there is a next time. <laughs>